Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. The title of our message tonight is Prayer is the Secret to Power. Prayer is the Secret to Power. Go ahead if you would graciously put up nugget number one. We're going to run right through them. Prayer is the secret to power. Ready? Let's read it together. Praying according to the rules. I hope you can see it. I know I'm looking at the monitor with the different graphics in the back. It's kind of blending in, but hopefully at home you can see it more clearly. And it says pray according to what? Pray. I can't hear you. Pray according to to the rules. Nugget number two, please. How many of you pray to Jesus Christ? Let me park the car. Lift your hands. Even in the edifice tonight, I know it's just camera people by and large, but let me just look around. How many of you, come on, wave it real big. How many of you pray to Jesus? Come on, our e-church, our viewing artists, Harvest Church members. Let me see you wave. Hey, ho, you pray to Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to nugget number three, please. So we're clear that uh, people are praying to Jesus. Nugget number three. Ready? Read. The name of Jesus Christ gives us access to the heart of the Father. Oh, let's read that again. The name of Jesus Christ gives us access to the heart of the Father. For the sake of time, let's just do one more and call it a day. Nugget number four. Nugget number four. Pray according to the set rules. So if you're going to pray, you got to pray to the rules. Pray according to the set rules and witness the power of God at work in your life. Let's say it again. Pray. How do we pray? According to the set rules. And when we do that, we will witness. We will see the power of God working in our lives. Can somebody say amen? amen to this truth? Let's go to Luke chapter number 22. Luke chapter 22 for this midweek booster service. Luke chapter 22, perhaps the only Gentile writer in all of scripture. But Luke chapter 22, this medical doctor, let's take an account of his account of the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at verse number 40. Tighten your seatbelt up. Are you in Luke chapter 22? Verse number 40. Look what it says. When he came to the place, he said to them, when he came to the place, when who came to the place? When Jesus came to the place, he said to them, to them who? To his disciples. He says, pray that you may not enter into temptation. What did he say? Pray that you enter not into temptation. And when he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw away, and he knelt down and prayed. So Jesus went about I don't know exactly what a stone throw away. I, you know, I guess it's however far you can throw a stone or I can throw a stone. However far that is, at the end of where the stone landed on the earth, on the ground, 
That's where Jesus knelt to pray, a stone throw away. And he knelt down, and what did he do? He prayed, saying, this is important, Jesus did what? He knelt down, and he what? And he prayed. Look at the next verse. Saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. One translation says, pray that you don't give in to temptation. So Jesus is praying. Why? So that his flesh doesn't give in to temptation. Boy, I could really preach right here because obviously in this prayer, Satan is going to show up. Well, we know he showed up on the beginning of his ministry. Now he's showing up again. That's not to say he didn't show up other times, but it's clear now that Jesus is coming to the end of his ministry. He's getting ready. He's he's setting himself up. He's he's aligning himself up to the will of the father because he's going to pay the price for your sins and my sins. And when he goes into spiritual warfare to pay the price for your sins and my sins, for him to get victory, amen, listen to what he had to do. He had to go pray. And obviously, there's something about this occasion where his flesh was recoiling against the price that needed to be paid. But for Jesus to get victory over his flesh, his flesh was just like your flesh and my flesh. It recoils against things that are uncomfortable. It recoils against pain. But Jesus prayed, the Bible says, until he prayed through. You don't hear much about that uh, too much anymore. And so the Bible says that he prayed that this cup. Now, now what is the cup? The cup was that he was made sin. He prayed that this cup would pass from him. That this cup of the cross, this, 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 this cup of of pain, this, this cup of suffering. He, paid, he, he, he prayed that this cup would pass. What cup? The cup that he's going to be come sin. He, he's not, he has not sinned. He's not a sinner, but he's going to take your sins. He's going to take my sins, and he's going to nail it to the cross, glory to God. And by his precious blood, he's going to wash you and I perfectly clean. Somebody ought to get happy over this word tonight. Saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup, the cup of this cross. The cup is the cross. If it be thy will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And look at verse 43. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven. What did he appear for? And he strengthened them. Glory to God. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Somebody ought to say, man, amen, over this truth. Now, this is the third time he, Jesus, speaks of praying in his name. This is the third time that Jesus speaks of praying in his name. Look at John chapter 16. Look at John chapter 16, praying according to the rules. John chapter 16, look at verse 23. This is the third time where Jesus addresses to the church, to us, about praying in his name. Look at verse 23. And in that day, 
What day? The day you and I are living in now? So he's telling the disciples, there's a day coming. Now, now it, the day is not yet, but the day is coming. And in that day, what day? The day that you and I are living in? We will, you will ask me nothing. Look at this. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Look at verse 24. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. So what Jesus is saying to the disciples is foreign to them. Up to this point, they have never prayed in Jesus' name. And look at verse 24. Until now, you have, you have asked nothing in my name. And then he says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. He's talking about this new way of praying that's coming in. He, he, he's, he's pre-warning them that the day is coming. It's not here yet, but the day is coming. I'm going to die and I'm going to leave. But in my leaving, that's not going to rob you from the blesser. And, and what Jesus is saying, I'm not the blesser. I am your connection to the blesser. Good God of mercy. Let, let, let's, let's go on. So this is the third time he, Jesus, speaks of praying in his name. Ooh, God. I said, ooh, God. Now, now you in John chapter, let's go to John chapter 15. Just back up and look at verse number seven. This is going to bless you real good. Now, notice again in John, uh, in, in John chapter number 23 and 24, he says, verse 24, he said, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Yes. Then he said, ask and you will receive that your joy, come on, may be full. Now, you, you cannot simply tag Jesus name on the end of a request. And expect to get what you requested. If you just leave it right there, it sounds like you can just ask anything. And anybody can ask Jesus or ask the Father anything in Jesus' name. And it'll be, it'll be granted. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus did not say you can ask the Father anything in my name and he'll give it to you. There's a qualifier. Now let's back up to the qualifier in John chapter 15. Look at verse number seven. Here, here, this is what gives you the right to expect. This is what gives you the right that whatever petition you place before the father in the name of Jesus, you can walk away with great confidence that the father has heard you. And not only has he heard you, but he has granted your request. Look at verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask. So that's the only person who qualified to ask the father anything in the name of Jesus. Let, let's go ahead with this. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for. Let's back up again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So, so what is Jesus saying? He is saying, he is saying that, that, that if, you, if you abide in my word, and not only abide in my word, but you obey the word. 
And he says, if you abide in the word faithfully, you obey the word faithfully, you can ask the father anything in my name and he'll do it for you. Are you listening to me? So, so we don't have a right to expect answers to prayer if we know we're not abiding in the word. We don't have a right to expect our prayers to be answered if we know we're not obedient to what God has asked us to do. Somebody ought to say amen to this truth. I'm preaching, teaching better than you all responding. So that's not what Jesus said. He didn't say you can ask the Father anything and, and, and he'll give it to you. There's a qualifier. And the qualifier is the people who meet the condition. What is the condition to getting your prayers answered? The condition to getting your prayers answered is abiding in the word. The condition in getting your prayer request answered is to be obedient to the word of God. Hallelujah. As parents, we understand that. When our kids ask us something and they've been good and do, has done what we told them to do, and we're excited about giving. Matter of fact, sometimes we ask them, what, what do you want? You know, yeah. is there anything you want? I mean, there's just something in you when your kids are obedient that you just want to shower your children with good gifts. Just because they've been good. Well, God is the same way. When you abide in the word of God and you do what God has told you to do. I mean, I mean, he can't wait for you to make a request so that he can grant it. Hallelujah to Jesus. So in John chapter 15, verse 7, that is the person who is an effectual prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous get the, do the job done. James said, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous will get the job done. Well, an effectual fervent prayer is a person who abides in the word and obedient to the word of God. If you don't abide in the word, if you're not obedient to the word of God, you're not effective in your prayer life. And the reason you're not effective in your prayer life is because you have not met the conditions for God to grant your request. Somebody ought to say amen. I said somebody ought to say amen. So no, oh Jesus. So no place in the Bible is it recorded that Jesus told his disciples to pray to him. So, so all of you who lifted your hands and said you prayed to Jesus, you know, we're not going to fall out over it. But there's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus taught the disciples to pray to him. And so... I surmise that there's been a number of people who've, who've engaged in what they call a whole lot of prayer for a whole lot of hours and a whole lot of days. And in some cases didn't get any higher than, than, than the ceiling. All they did was work up a sore throat and a dizzy spell. Because nowhere in the Bible did Jesus teach the disciples to pray to him. Oh, God. That, that, was, that was worth, that was worth the coming out for the Bible study. Yes, that was worth tuning in. Yes, I agree with you. It is certainly right. It is biblical. Biblical. It is, it is ethical. It is gracious. It is, it is, uh, it is thankful for you, for you to tell Jesus how much you love him and how much you appreciate him and to thank him for what he's done. But when you need something done in your life, you got to go to the Father. But you can only go to the Father through the Son. <laughs> and Jesus is not mad because he's your great advocate. He's your great intercessor. 
Somebody ought to say amen. Now, let's look at this. Uh, say this with me. My heavenly father will answer my prayers. Come on, say it again. You can have what you say. My heavenly father will answer my prayers. Somebody say praise the Lord and thanks be to God for his unspeakable gifts. I'm telling you, God is getting ready to do something special for you today. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, because I can just sense there's some folks a little bit uh, nervous in the service when I made the comment that there's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus taught the disciples to pray to him. You can't find it. But let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, since I've got your attention now. Look at verse number 14. Ephesians 3, verse 14. Look what Apostle Paul says, by the Spirit of God. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. Ooh, Jesus. He said, I bow my knee to who? He said, for this reason, I bow my knee to the Father. The Father who? The Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at verse 15 from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Goodness. Do you see that? For this reason, I bow my knees to Jesus. No, to the Father. I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now, this is, this is awesome because, you see, to the world, uh, he's God. But to the believer, God of mercy, he's Father. Oh, God. So, 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 so there's a whole lot of folk that they talk about, you know, the God of this and the God of that. But we, we don't call him God. We call him Father. That means we're in the family. We're in relationship. He's, he's not out there somewhere in oblivion that, that, that he, can't, he can't be touched. We, we, we can't talk to him. We got a God that speaks. We, we got a God He's not made out of stone. He's not made out of wood. He's not something man has carved and, and then bowed down and worshiped. Our God can hear and our God can speak and our God can answer and our God has power. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So we bow our knees to the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus gives us access to the Father. Now again, remember the disciples have never prayed to the Father in Jesus' name. I mean, Jesus is just revolutionizing their thinking. He, he said, at that day, you, you, you'll ask nothing in my name. But, but whatever you desire, whatever you need, you're going to ask the Father in my name. And this is, a, I mean, this is radical because the disciples have never heard this before. Look at John 16. Let's go back to John 16. I hope you're getting something out of this. If nothing else, you're going to learn how to pray. Listen, pray, pr prayer is so exciting because when you pray right, you get results. And, and who want to keep praying and praying and praying and, and praying and going to prayer meetings and praying and, and praying and praying and you don't see nothing. But you'll get excited 
about when you pray and you see the results of it. It'll inspire you to want to pray more. Glory to God. You in John chapter 16. Let's look together at verse number 24 again. Verse 24. Look what Jesus said. Now, verse 23, remember, he said, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Then verse 24, he said, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. You've asked nothing in my name. But now he says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So now Jesus is telling them up to this time, You haven't asked for anything in my name. And the reason they didn't have to ask for anything in his name, he was with them. He was with them. But Jesus, they don't quite understand to have the revelation. We got the Bible. We can see what's happening next and all of that. But when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, I mean, they were perplexed. What what is he talking about? That in that day. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll act. We, up to this point, we've asked nothing in his name. What is he talking about? And what Jesus was talking about, they didn't understand it. He was on his way till God got us healed to pay the price for their sins, your sins, my sins, the sins of the whole world. And Jesus knew they didn't understand it, but Jesus knew it's not long now. He's going to leave them. But he's wanting them to know that when I leave you, you're not going to be at a loss. 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 I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you in a position where you can't win. When I leave, you're still going to have victory because I'm going to the Father. Somebody ought to get happy about this. Jesus is saying, in essence, that I'm going to the Father and I'm going to be your great intercessor. I'm going to be your advocate. Good God of mercy. I'm going to be your mediator. So whatever you ask the father in my name, I'm going to look over to the father and say, I paid the price for it. So in other words, you won't get it because of something you've done, whether you're good or bad. You're going to qualify for it because Jesus is your great intercessor. Jesus is your mediator. Jesus is your advocate. Somebody say amen. amen. That's why we pray to the father in Jesus name. That's why we pray to who? We pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Let's close out in Ephesians 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, the prayer of petition. Ephesians chapter 5. Look at verse number 20. Ephesians 5. Look what it says. Giving thanks always for all things To God the Father. Who who is saying this? Apostle Paul. And he's talking to the church at Ephesus. And he's talking to the church of HCIO. And all the branches. And the branch pastors. And all those ministers around the world who are connected to this ministry. Apostle Paul by the Holy Ghost is talking to us. Just like he was talking to the people in the church at Ephesus by the Holy Ghost. And so if this was good for the church of Ephesus. This is good for us today. He said give thanks always for the things to God. Give thanks always for all the things to God, the Father, in the name of... Do you see that? He said, give thanks to the Father. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In the name, what name? Of the Lord Jesus Christ, to God the Father. 
Oh, my. Is that good news? So Apostle Paul, he tells us that we're to thank the Father. We're to thank the Father. And notice tonight, your nugget, nugget number three says, the name of Jesus gives you access to the heart of the Father. The only reason the Father listens to us, the only reason the Father gives us an audience is because we come to him in the name that is above every name. And at that name, the name Jesus, every knee still has to bow. And every tongue will certainly one day confess that Jesus Christ alone is Lord of all. Hallelujah to God. I done preached myself a little happy here. Now, nugget number four says, now pray according to the set rules. I've just given you the rules. Now, as you pray from this day forward, according to the set rules, you can expect and you will witness the power of God at work in your life like never before. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.